The fault. We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Rhodes Show. Turn up your mind. A massive military parade in Red Square, with Vladimir Putin rallying his troops and the country behind the war in Ukraine. Hurra! The parade commemorates the anniversary of the Soviet victory over the Nazis, but Putin using a war of necessity to justify a war of choice. Accusing America, NATO and Kyiv of provoking the war, he had a message to his troops and militias in Ukraine. Saying, you're fighting for the motherland, for its future, so no one forgets the lessons of the Second World War, so there's no place for Nazis in the world. But with so many troops tied up in Ukraine, this was a smaller parade, and the traditional flight past the fighter jets was cancelled, apparently due to bad weather. Putin claims Victory Day is close at hand, but that's not how it feels here in the northeast, less than 20 miles from the Russian border, and Putin's troops are in retreat. I mean, it's pretty shocking. You can see the level of destruction wrought to innocent people, oh. to civilian homes, to a sleepy countryside village. That is what's left of the Russian military here, so when Vladimir Putin declares victory, that's what his victory looks like. Woohoo, everybody. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, he had his, uh, his May 9th Victory Day speech, uh, and all he did was talk about uh, Nazis and that America, this is a new one. This is a new one now. America was about to invade Russia. America was about to invade. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's news. That's news. to uh, He had 200,000 troops amassed on Ukraine's border, right? Denying that he was going in, denying it for, you know, a month as he amassed all these troops on the border there. And now he says this was not a war of aggression. He didn't choose this. This chose him because the United States was about to invade. What the... I mean, delusional. I don't know, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I honestly, good looking people though, huh? <laughs> Did you see that? A bunch of old, old, old wrinkly men. Now he's all Botoxed and lifted and uh, plumped and full of fillers. You, you know that. Because Vladimir Putin, when I tell people he's 70 years old, they go, he's 70? Yeah, he's uh, he's all plumped and, uh, you know, tweaked and, you know, uh, lifted and uh, Botoxed and all of it. He has all of it going on there in his uh, freaking face. But the rumor is that he's sick. The rumor is that he has stomach cancer, which is horrible. That's what my dad died of. Uh, and it's a horrible, horrible way to go. But uh, this, is, uh, this is apparently the rumor. And so he's in... Um, I guess the I will die trying stage of his life with regard to building back the empire. The empire, which would include NATO states. It would include the Baltics. It would include Latvia and Lithuania and Estonia. It would include Poland. You know, you, you, you realize that the Germans, uh, you know, they had uh, an enormous uh, empire in mind, too. You don't see them screaming and yelling about how we got to build it back and build it back better. Or, you know, you don't see that because, you know, if, if, if you know, licking your wounds was a thing to do after you totally destroyed your uh, uh, chance at empire. 
we would all be speaking Latin. You understand that? We would all be uh, somehow, uh, you know, observing, uh, you know, Emperor Day and uh, Caesar. Uh, and and I don't know. It's just it's very it's very sick and it's very sad and it's very dangerous and it's very ugly because over the weekend what happened here was the man who is now claiming he's the victim of all this very Trumpian or is Trump Putinish? I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Vlad is now the victim here. He's the victim. Russia is the victim of Ukraine's aggression, which is uh, it, it, it's. It's such a humongous big lie that there are no words for how big the lie is. Uh, but <laughs> it's 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 so twisted. It's it's a 180 from what's really happening. And we know that because he literally bombed this weekend another school. He bombed another school, a school. How is a school a military target? It isn't. You understand, right? No, and there were apparently 90 people sheltering in the basement of this school for over a month, for over a month living in total darkness in, in an apocalyptic environment because he literally invaded them for doing absolutely nothing but existing. He wants to erase them. This is, this is a war of erasure. He needs to stomp out and remove and, uh, you know, have a final solution for Ukrainians. Uh, and this is it. So he literally bombed a school over the weekend where 90 people were sheltering. 60 of them are believed dead and lying beneath the rubble. But he's the victim. You get this? You get this? This is a recurring theme in ultra uber right, you know, fascist circles uh, that they're always the victim, that it's always, you know, never their fault, that they had to do the murder, they had to do the stealing, they had to do the oligarchy, they had to do the fascism, they had no choice, you know, and they're firing cruise missiles at, uh, you know, uh, Odessa, <laughs> which, which, you know, this is, this is a port city, this is a city that, uh, you know, is essential for the access to the Black Sea, right? But no other reason. There's no military in Odessa. There's just nothing. And uh, a steel mill, you know, this was the good news over the weekend. You know, everybody was watching that steel mill. I mean, it was just, it, you know, when the movie is made, and it will be made, I guarantee you there'll be all different ones, but the one that I will watch, the one that everybody will watch, will be the most apocalyptic one about Mariupol. It will be the most apocalyptic one about living in the steel plant, the Azovstal steel plant in uh, Mariupol. I mean, this this, this has got to be, because there were tunnels underneath the steel plant, which is why they went there to, uh, to, to shelter. This is what, now all of the civilians, all of them, are out so the movie has a happy ending now but I mean it'll make like um, what is that one about the train Snowpiercer it'll make that look stupid it's gonna make that one look really 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 dumb be careful Snowpiercer has a very rabid I fan know base. I know good, good show good movie I watched it I watched Snowpiercer I watched it because you know the kids said you gotta watch Snowpiercer it's awesome so you know two hours I'll never get back but watched it <laughs> For those of you who don't know what it is, it's uh, the apocalypse is taking place on a train. Yeah, on a train, the whole time on a train, uh, you know, according to the class system. So the poor people are like in the, uh, you know, really crappy part of the train. And the rich person who thunked this up, he's in the front part of the train with, you know, like every convenience known to man. Yeah. 
But this one, this this Azov Stahl will be the most amazing apocalyptic movie. Anyway, the happy ending is thus. They all got out. All the civilians have been evacuated. Apparently, there were about 550, uh, more or less, uh, people that were sheltered in that steel plant for uh, the, the whole 10 weeks. They've been there the whole time. Now, what's left there are the military uh, men. What's left there is the uh, dreaded Azov Battalion, the one that uh, you know everybody says, well, they're Nazis, they're Nazis. So apparently they deserve to die, <laughs> is, is what's going on there. Uh, and so those military men said that they refuse to surrender. They will never surrender. And they, they've been recording videos. I won't show them to you because they're really, really uh, crazy and heartbreaking and sad and, and, and the most uh, courageous displays I've ever seen where they're telling you out loud, they're saying to you, and, and by you I mean anybody that will you know, watch them on Telegram or social media uh, you know, outlets that will post it, because, you know, um, a lot of social media won't post it. But they're saying, you know, listen, we all know we're going to die. We know we're doomed. We know we're here. We know that what they're asking for is an extraction uh, mission. They're asking like Turkey to come and get them and extract them to Turkey or some country, some, you know, sort of kind of neutral. Oh, Turkey's NATO, but, you know. They're saying, uh, you know, come get us. Come get us out of here because we will never surrender. We will die in this steel plant. We will die there. But that's uh, that's the good news. The um, uh, other good news is, you know, that, uh, that Snake Island. Remember, that was the beginning of seeing the Ukrainian uh, fortitude. Remember Snake Island where uh, they said, hey, Russian, the war Russian warship said, you know, come out, come out wherever you are. We're going to bomb you. And they said... Go F yourself.